Today's guest has been writing since she was eight years old. She's a Reiki's master, meditation and mindful facilitator, yoga teacher, and author of a new book titled Old Space Affirmations and Meditations for Healing and Loving Yourself. Welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you doing? Thank you, Toby. I am doing great today. It has been a bumpy week. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of people have been saying the same, like kind of up and down emotionally. Mm-hmm. But today is actually a yeah. good day. Mm-hmm. How about you? Wait, do, 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 does it have to be? I'm, I'm doing. I'm also doing fine. Like um, I've been looking forward to speaking to you all week already. So I'm so grateful that. Um, you know, we finally have the time and the space to sit and talk virtually since all these months that we've been, you know, planning this already. But can you, can you explain this to me? Like, um, you know, having a bumpy week and it, it has to be it's, uh, something that's ca- uh, common to everybody. Is that, does that have to do with any any energy factor or anything going on or what's that? I, I don't know what um, what is the energy factor because there's other times where, you know, I'm not super into astrology, but... People could say, oh, it's Mercury retrograde or this planet is doing this. And it's like, oh, OK. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> this week, I don't know. A lot of my clients have been very emotional. A lot of my students have been very mm-hmm. emotional. And and the, the emotion that keep, is threading through everybody that I'm speaking to is sadness. And I wonder if part of it is like uh, the weather and the, the dark times are mm-hmm. coming, you know, the longer nights instead of all the sunshine possibly it's that but um yeah it's been kind of an emotional week and today I woke up and felt like all right I'm smiling (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes I mean sometimes I also feel that way too like emotional but like you said you know waking up smiling I always try my best to be intentional to be you know grateful for every breath I breathe so I wake up and I'm just thankful and try to play some lively music and that way I go through my day with music actually when I when I'm feeling down and I just feel better throughout with music or podcasts and just conversations that just boost my mood every time yeah Yeah. that helps me a lot yeah me too Um, music is like that you know it just hits your soul I mean when I have Mm. to do any kind of clean the work that you don't like to do like cleaning you know i have to find the right playlist <laughs> to get me motivated yes so i agree with you of course yeah and before you know it you're just dancing around and just doing the, the chore you don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> yes so I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you, you're on this podcast today for this episode like i find it so fascinating that you have been writing since the age of eight like that's so awesome like writing and first with picture books and later you said um i read that you know you, you go a typewriter and all that like i really find that interesting can you share this story to um can you share the story with me how did you start you know writing what brought up all of this writing and how has the journey been since then to becoming the Ricky's masters, Ricky master, and becoming a yoga teacher, becoming an author and more that you do, everything that you do. It kind of was a big round arc of a path. I, I, I tend to take the hard way, the hard path. Um, you know, people say take the yeah. high road. I don't know. I'm taking the, I'm taking <laughs> the, the detour. Um, so when I was, when I was a kid, I used to draw all the time and I like to make up characters and kind of act them out. And around the age of eight, when of course we're, you know, learning how to put together sentences and write and read, I started putting words to my drawings and making little stories and then stapling those pages together and hand them out to my family. Um, and then Mm. as, as you read in my book that, uh, my grandmother used to take us to to yard sales and garage sales when we were kids and there was a typewriter and to me it was gorgeous it had a case and it was it was like this blue green color and I was like please grandma please and so she bought it and said you better use this yeah. and I did I used it all the time and it in the case it had this little pocket and I used to put all my books in it and and it mm. was um it was something I did a lot of and then life happened. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> fell away from it from time to time. Um, in my early teens, I got into poetry and then started writing 
like fiction again, and then in college poetry, and then a very long break. But um, in between there, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do, I went and got an English degree for writing, um, which is the degree that you can do anything and nothing with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And along the way, I kind of um, discovered Reiki Reiki and yoga, first yoga. Um, When my husband and I got engaged, we were like, we're joining a gym, we're getting in shape, we're joining a gym. Um, so I tried the weights, I tried the bikes, I tried the classes, I hated everything except yoga. And that yoga teacher, we were, we stuck with it after the wedding. And she said, Michelle, you should become a yoga teacher. And both my husband and I did yoga teacher training together. Um, but it really, it felt like home. The first yoga class felt like home and it taught me a lot about, grounding and being in tune with your body and your breath and help stress relief. Mm. And that led me to Reiki because someone that was in our training was a Reiki um, practitioner and she um, did a session on me and it was beautiful. And she said, you're a healer. Your hands are on fire. And yeah. And I, I, she said, you were giving back to me. And I said, okay, well, what do I do with that? And I said, can you teach me? And she said, oh no, I'm not a master yet. I said, okay. And I just put it on a back burner. Um, And then my husband got sick with cancer and he started seeing a Reiki master and she was working with him and the tumor was shrinking before he even started chemo, which we can't promise that that happens, but it did. And so I said, you have to teach me this. Like it's time. You're my teacher. I have found you. And, um, and voila, I kind of found myself. And this is is what I do now. And it kind of all made sense. um, Until the writing kind of was still on this back burner and people telling me when are you gonna start writing again, or even my spirit guides would say it's time to write like if I had a session with somebody else, they would say, (laughs) that you have to write. So um, Mm. when the pandemic hit, I realized you have no excuse about time anymore. You have all this extra time. It's time to start. And a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm taking this writing intensive and it's all about accountability. And I said, I'm in. And and that was it. I joined the class. I didn't watch one of the training videos, but I committed to writing every Mm -hmm. day and got it done. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that, that's so beautiful. So you brought out the typewriter again and you started typing on your typewriter. Oh, how did that go? Well, this time around, it's on a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but but do you still have the typewriter like to keep and save? And you know, my, it's still at my, my parents' garage. So yeah, it still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do hope for a reunion someday, but it's somewhere buried in a box somewhere. Um, but a couple mm. of years ago, my dad actually found all of my handwritten books. So, um, wow. yeah, I went through those a couple of years ago. And there's some good stuff. It needs some work, but some good starts. Yeah. For a second book, for yes. example. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, that's, that's so great. So can, can you educate me on, on Ricky? Like, what does it mean and how does it work? And how did, you know... I find it so amazing that it worked on your husband to, you know, reduce the tumor even before it started chemotherapy. That is so amazing. So I, I really, I really want to know how, you know, how it works and what it is like. Can you educate me on sure. this? So I think the 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 easiest way to explain it for me is to say that we are all energetic beings. We all have energy. We're all made of the same stardust, right? And we all have this kind of, mm-hmm. um, we can call it a light inside us. And that light energy exists in the universe. You know, plants have this light energy that we can't see, but it exists. And Mm. Reiki is that light energy. And when a practitioner or a Reiki master channels this energy, it's more intensive. And it, it goes through their body, out of their hands to you, whether you're in person or at a distance. It can be sent wherever it's directed. It could cross over space and time. And that energy goes into your body and kind of finds wherever things are out of balance, where things are not you, like you're holding on to someone else's 
judgment or you're holding on to something that has manifested as pain or illness. And it kind mm. of realigns that stuff and just makes you more you, like the truest version, the best possible version of you. And it doesn't happen all yeah. at once in one session. Um, it's not magic. It's not like a magic wand that just fixes everything, but it definitely brings you more into alignment. And also because it does that, it helps us, whoever's receiving, it helps to make you realize who you are and and want to be more of that. Wow. So how does it work with, you know, um, energy healing? Like, are there like some techniques to it or how can we even practice it in order to get all of these benefits and the energy healing right sure so um reiki there are reiki trainings it's three levels there's an introductory um where it's more most about working on yourself so i i personally believe that everyone is it should i hate the word should but everyone should learn reiki level one so that they have that tool because it helps reduce stress it helps you relax and again it helps you Find yourself um, in the in the big picture and then the long term. Um, and then there's level two where you learn how to start working on other people and you also learn distance Reiki to send it to anyone, anywhere. And then the third level is master level. So that's what I am as a master. So when you become a master, you practice on other people, but you also can teach. And um, But there are techniques of energy that people can do themselves like breath is energy and the ancient Mm -hmm. yogis believe that that is the life force energy is breath so some simple techniques and they're in my book too of how to calm yourself or balance yourself with just breath Mm. well and because this has to do with you know energy one has to be very careful so i did like some do and do's and don'ts like some rules and regulations to this in order not to misuse the techniques or to you know do anything that we mess up the energy right right yeah so that's actually a really good point um reiki itself is is 100 pure um it's unconditional life force energy meaning that it cannot be um cannot be affected by negative energy it cannot draw negative energy in with it it can only dispel negative energy and of course there's all kinds of energy out in the universe but those anyone who tries to misuse reiki it just like the the laws of the universe i guess will not allow it to happen um so it can only be used for the highest good um whereas there may be other energies that people use um we won't mention any names of them, but you know, um, <laughs> that are not always for the highest good. Mm. Wow. So, and you said, you know, the, the, the first level or the first step or the first one that and the first um, type of Reiki come done by everybody, everybody, like everyone should be able to do that. So can you like teach me how to do this? Is there like, are there some, you know, for example, you said um, breathing is, an, is, a, is a form of Reiki also like, you know, energy is, because breathing is like, fundamental or the most important source of energy but i did like you know like the basic first level first step baby beginners um um, techniques that one can learn or like you just teach us quickly so it's not something i can teach quickly it's like a one-day class and it's an an attunement and there's like a, a kind of a cleanse that you do leading up to it of like kind of reduce or or cut out caffeine and sugar and meat and and yeah, just to get yourself prepped for oh. it. So it's not something I can teach yes. here, but I can teach some breathing techniques or even kind of mindfulness that we can work because those are also things that help us kind of realign and rebalance with ourselves. Mm. Wow. But that means I think the best thing for us to do or for listeners out there who are interested is to sign up for your course, which is available on your website. I'm going to place the, the link in the show notes of this episode. So they could sign up for your, your courses, for your sessions and get across to you and, you know, maybe try out the first level or the, you know, the, the, the basic um, level of Ricky and see if it's, you know, it's useful to them, which would, would be, would be useful to yeah, them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I teach online as well, and it's live on zoom. And, you know, I have mm-hmm. had students from around the world that have taken the class, which is, which is great. I mean, 
that is something that I used to not do, um, except for special circumstances. And now with when once COVID hit, everything went online. So kind of a, a new benefits mm-hmm. people out out anywhere in the world that need to learn. Yes, yes. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this already. And I'm so excited, you know, to be even to, to be talking to you right now about your, your new book. I would love to say, you know, congratulations on your new Thank book. You. Um, it's awesome. I, I, it's a wonderful gift that you've given to the world. And I love the title to hold space, affirmations and meditations for healing and loving yourself. It's available now on, on Amazon. It's available in, um, bands and novels available on, um, in, um, I think on um, Ingram Spark also, and some uh, any outlets that will for, uh, also come out later. All of this information are also available in the sh- um, show notes of this episode and on the website of Michelle. And you could just click on them and order the book and get the book. But before before you you click on the link, I would love Michelle to um, Michelle to tell us about the book. What motivated you to to write this book of you know self empowerment and self love? Um. So. A lot of my my clients um, come in. A lot of people find Reiki when they're suffering and they feel hopeless and like nothing else out in the world is helping them. Um, so they come to me. Some people who have PTSD, sometimes severe, and they can't just come for one session and then they're done. Like they have a lot of work to do because it's taken a lot of years to get to this point. So a lot of times I would write an affirmation for them to use in between sessions because, you know, you can't come do Reiki every day. It's, it's not affordable to do and, it, and it's, it's hard. That's why I like for everybody to learn Reiki one because then you can work on yourself. But yes. if you can't, then I would give affirmations <clears throat> to my clients to, um, to work on. And they always told me how powerful they were and how much they helped them. And they would put it on their, their, um, you know, on their phones so they could always see it, you know, their lock screen. So Mm -hmm. if they were feeling upset, they could just look at, shake their phone and look at it and, and read it out. So I, I had a whole stack of, of affirmations and some of them were very personal and some of them were a little more universal. So I would share them on social media And I intended, you know, this could be a book. And I have a lot of book ideas always in my head that all all the years I've been like, I'm going to write that book someday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So finally, when it came time and COVID hit and I said, I'm going to write the book, I said to myself, Mm -hmm. the most um, universal and universally available and desperately needed book is the book with affirmations because that everyone can benefit from. And as I was writing, I started realizing the different areas of pain and imbalance that people experience. And so the chapters included different things that people might need, like forgiveness or mommy issues, daddy issues, um, inner child. (laughs) So um yeah. shadow work so there's a lot of different topics in there um mm. that cover a, a big spectrum of what we struggle with in life and, and particularly in adulthood yeah. you know we're trying to heal the stuff that happened to us in childhood so mm. um so that was that was how it came about Yeah, that's that's so awesome. I, like I was going through your website on, on the page where you wrote about the book. I, I saw this um, quote from you. You wrote that whoever you are, and no, I said you said sorry. You said whoever you are, no matter your gender, your race, or background, how powerful it is when someone says, "I got you." It's 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 you deeply to know that someone is holding space for our well-being. That, that that's that's you know sounds so great it's awesome that you have this you know you have this um peace of mind or you have this you know assurance that someone has your back that someone is there fighting for your well-being and this book old space you know um provides this kind of affirmations and meditations that helps us to even you know 
fight for our own well-being and also gives us affirmations and gives us these kind of tools and gives us this kind of um, weapons that we could use to fight for our own healing and for our own freedom from from shame and guilt for example like you wrote in some chapters of the, of the book and i was reading through like the you know the praises of people that have gone through the book already that have read the book and i was like wow so amazed like it's, it truly it truly works the way you narrated your story you use your personal story you know um i, I find it very great that you shared your own personal experience also like even having the um suicidal thought from the age of 10 and all that i don't know if, if you would love to you know share this story with me and how your healing journey your own personal healing journey has been since then yeah so um i felt it was important to share a little bit about um where I'm coming from, because who am I, this new writer that you don't know, like, where do they get off saying these things? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I had, um, you know, 86% of us come from a, a dysfunctional family of some sort. So I had some, some struggles. Um, I was a middle child. I was a sickly child. Um, and, and yeah, definitely had some pretty deep, dark thoughts from age 10. Um, and I am a child of the eighties. So nobody went to therapy back then. Nobody talked about their problems and you just, you just stuck it and stuffed it and, and kept going. Um, mm. but yeah, so then in college, um, I don't know if I want to get into this, but I'll say trigger alert. Um, yeah. I was sexually assaulted in college and um i i hit rock bottom my rock bottom of of depression and i had friends who were like we're going to psych services and i was like no i'm fine and they're like you haven't got out, gotten out of bed in days so they took me to mm -hmm. psych services and the healing began and it was really that i i don't want to say that that um the pain that i went through was the you know um, righteous, but the gift of therapy at that time was not just healing of that one event, but it helped me start the healing of my own past and then sent me on this trajectory of, of finding other ways to heal myself and through therapy and yoga and Reiki. And I think we are always, um, potentially getting better. I don't ever feel like that I have had clients who who say when when is it done like when am I done with this fight and I feel like we're not done until it's time to go <laughs> um yes we're never done yeah and 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 even then right exactly we may come back again in another body and and do it over again too so <laughs> yeah and I think there is there's beauty in the the breaks and cracks and and imperfections that we have and the the scars right so when we heal yes, there is yes. beauty in those scars like that means something um many women who have had c-sections me included um that scar is a reminder of my baby's got here like they they came and they had to come out this way and that's my battle scars and I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. So in my book, I, I actually thank my past for helping me get to where I am because I could have thrown in the towel, you know, in my early yes. years, but I didn't, I kept fighting and I, I recognize that kind of that paid forward. I made it and now I want to help other people with, with their healing yeah. and, he, and offer mm -hmm. some ways that have helped me along the way. That's so wonderful. I don't want it to seem as if I'm singing too much songs of praises, but I really appreciate your, your strength. I admire your, your strength and your ability not to throw in the towel and say, yeah, I'm, I'm done for. But you you picked yourself up from the bed after being sexually assaulted and you you made everything. You turned your whole experience of the past into something wonderful to help other people out of their darkness also. Thank you so much for, for, for your strength and for, you know, for pulling through, for seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel and moving towards that and, you know, healing yourself and helping other people to, to heal also. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's why your book is so wonderful because it's filled with so much 
phrases, words, like you said already, and practical habits that helps us to tackle you know, life's biggest um, obstacles like you already shared from your story already. So is it possible for you to like, you know, give us like some secrets or some tips from the book for those who are yet to buy the book? Like can you share some of this or can you teach us some of these habits that we could use to tackle life's biggest um, obstacles? And um, how can we hold space for ourselves and for our healing? Great question. Great question. So I, the, my first go-to of when I am feeling out of balance is always breath. Um, yoga, I'm so glad I learned yoga first because it helps me get grounded. Um, because back in my you know college years, I thought that um, yoga and Reiki were this really like woo-woo out there kind of thing. Um, but as I got older and, and then actually did yoga, I realized how great it was. So the first thing that I go to is breath, because a lot of people say they can't meditate. They don't know how to meditate. So breath is the first place to go because breath is a meditation. It's an, an active meditation. So my my favorite breath is what I call balanced breathing, but it has become this boxed breathing that's trending. <laughs> you know, that's the name that's trending mm-hmm. now. And it's basically breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, and hold out for four. Um, would you like us to do it together? Yes, please. Let's try it. Let's get it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold out. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold out. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Go back to your normal breath. <laughs> I felt like re- relieved like for that for that few minutes, seconds that we did that yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't take much it really doesn't take much to bring yourself back to center mm. um and and that is one that you can kind of do anywhere and it's mm. it's easy to remember I like mm. to say do four rounds of it because it's all about the fours so you're kind of making it into a cube instead of a square. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very helpful. Um, gratitude work. You mentioned starting your day with gratitude. Yes. Gratitude is such a fabulous way to really start your day. And um, I'd love to talk about that for a second. Because um, yes, I just it's November and everybody's talking about gratitude. And I started a gratitude challenge. Um, and wanted to, um, put it out there for people Mm. that I I literally, um, used to in, in, in my early twenties when I would struggle with, um, liking myself, forget about loving myself. (laughs) So I would say, okay, pick three things. This is literally the thing I did pick three things that you like about yourself. And at the time of, of the age of our early 20s, we're kind of superficial. So I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, I like my eyes, I like my hair, and I like my ass. <laughs> and those were the three things that I would focus on. But I liked them about myself. Therefore, it became this thing when I would start my day that way, looking in the mirror and say that I actually liked myself mm-hmm. for the day. Yes. Um, and even some people would compliment like, oh, your hair looks so pretty today. Or, mm. you know, one one day I switched it up and said my eyebrows and 
I got compliments on my eyebrows, which people don't compliment eyebrows usually. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is something. Um, So I think we can pick something we're grateful for sometimes about ourselves. If we're feeling down about ourselves to focus in on ourselves. And if we're just starting the day and like, oh my God, the world is terrible. What do you like about the world? Kind of Mm -hmm. change up the negative into a positive and not in a toxic positive way, but recognizing, yeah, the world may seem like it sucks, but there are little good things in the world too. That's true. I mean, I can totally um, relate with that, especially um, about the body part also. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late, I'm in my late 20s and I can, you know, relate to that already also. Like, yes, it's true. Or if they're correct, like, I also started that also myself, like being grateful for my eyes. That's one of the body parts that I can relate to with you <laughs> right now. So I just, when, in the morning when I'm being grateful, I say, oh, I, I thank God, I, I'm grateful for my, I thank God for my, you know, um, my attractive eyes, for example. And be, between, um, before I know it, like in some, in some months or some time, I just started noticing people complimenting my eyes. I was like, oh, really? Because I, before I used to find it so puffy and just awkward and stuff like that. But then I just intentionally started just being thankful for my eyes and some other body parts. <laughs> and, yes. and instead of getting compliments for it and like, oh, you are looking so good. Uh, you are looking handsome. I'm like, oh, me, handsome. They're not in the same equ- equations actually, but from time after being grateful for over for it over a long period of time, it started coming to me like I, I attracted it to myself. I would say true gratitude. Yeah. Yes. It works exactly. Exactly, work. and that's that is the power of attraction, right? The law of attraction or manifestation mm. is all about that. It's yes. what you put out into the world that attracts it back. That's true. That's true, and I, I'm I'm so happy that we are talking about this also. Like that's one of the habits that one could you know. Um, practice in order to hold space for for oneself in this world, actually, and also for healing. So one could be grateful for whatever healing that one wants in his or life, also. Right. Right. Yes. So exactly. I want I want also I want also like talk about something that I was seeing your book and I've been hearing about it a lot. But I love you to enlighten me on this, and that is um chakras. Like, can you teach me the different kinds of chakras? I was reading about there's one, one that stood out to me was the um, heart chakra in your book. And um, I would love you to talk about the different kinds that you listed there and also their importance. Sure. Um, so the root chakra, there's seven chakras. It goes with the color the, in, within the body. Seven chakras in, within the body. There are other chakras that are attached to your soul, but not within the body. But we're just going to talk about the seven primary chakras. And they go with the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, uh, indigo, and violet. So the Roy G. Biv, if, it, if you learned that method of mm-hmm. remembering the colors. So it starts, the first chakra is the root chakra. It is at the base of the spine, and it is the color red generally, and it is related to our safety, um, our security, our you know, place in the world. Um, and also for groundedness. Uh, usually there is um, a basic affirmation that goes with each uh, chakra, like mm-hmm. root chakra is I am safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the second chakra is the sacral chakra, which is the lower belly, or for women, it's kind of the reproductive area. So it's below the navel. Yeah. And that is a color orange. And that has to do with our our creative source, our like creative energy source. Mm-hmm. So it is um, kind of what we put into the world, you know, yeah. what we, even what we put of ourselves into the world. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's this, when we create, we're always putting something of ourselves into the creation. So it's That's beyond true. just creative power. It's, it's kind of part of who we are mm-hmm. um, in an identity way. And then the next chakra is above the navel and it's kind of across the lungs and the solar plexus. And that is um, the color yellow. And that has to do with our self-confidence and our willpower and our belief in ourselves. And then the heart chakra is green in the, in the way of the rainbow. It's the color green, but a lot of people refer to it as pink because pink is this universal color of love. And it is all about love for yourself, love for others, compassion. It's all the different kind of facets of love. Mm-hmm. And loving yourself is probably the biggest part of that because 
I mean, we always hear this, right? That if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to attract the love that you need. You're going to attract the love that you feel for yourself. Um, And then the next one is the throat chakra, which is blue. Hmm. And the throat chakra is about our, um, our expression, usually emotional expression. So, um, it has to do with, um, it does go hand in hand, in my opinion, with the sacral chakra because we have creative and then we have expression. So if one of them is out of balance, the other one usually is too. And then the third eye is the indigo one. And that is your, um, your intuition, your, uh, connection to the beyond or the psychic abilities, but it also regulates our sleep. And the last one is the crown chakra, and that is at the top of the head, and that is considered violet. And that is, um, these two kind of work together with you connecting with your intuition, your higher self. Um, if, if you believe in the divine heaven, that is your connection to that. Yeah. And how can you, like, you know, um, explore it? explore these chakras and make use of them to, you know, to get the full benefit out of them? Um, I I love to do visualization as well as breath with Mm. working the chakras because we can rebalance them ourselves with just breath and visualization. So if we kind of, um, you know, close our eyes and, and breathe into the lowest part of our lungs, we can kind of imagine that the breath is going down to the base of the spine Mm. and, see now not everybody can see and visualize but we can imagine that there is a red glowing light down at the base of our spine Mm. and i like to like i said add affirmations little short ones so breathing into the bottom of the spine and saying i am safe i am safe and just stay there and breathe and sit with it for a little bit Mm And then imagining the space below the navel and breathing into that space and seeing the color orange and saying to yourself, I am creative. I am creative. And then moving up into that lung capacity, your full lung capacity of the solar plexus and seeing yellow. And just breathing in and out of that space and saying to yourself, I am confident. I am confident. And then I like like to encourage you to put your hands over the heart space and breathing into the center of the heart, even not the side of the left, but the energetic heart, which is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And just keep breathing in. And this one, I like to do three. I am lovable. I am lovable. I am loved. I am loved. I am love. I am love. And if you're visual, you may see the green or the pink or both. And then in your mind, go up to the throat and imagine a blue glowing light there. And the affirmation is, I speak my truth. I speak my truth. And then as we move up to the third eye, it's indigo or a deep purple blue. And imagine that colorful light just filling up the headspace. And the affirmation is, I am intuitive. I am intuitive. And then all the way up at the top of the head, the crown. 
with a violet or a violet white or violet silver colored light. And the affirmation is purely I am. I am. Just take a nice deep breath all the way in, as deep as you can, and breathe out completely, emptying your lungs completely. And just be aware of your body, mind, and soul connecting and balancing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. I, one could keep on practicing this over and over to, you know, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, well, this is so, so um, balancing, I would say. Like, it calms one, one's mind down a little bit, connects everything together, aligns everything together. And, wow, this is, I'm, 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 so, I'm so thankful. I hope everyone who is listening to this also could also practice alongside and, you know, yeah, and you know, maybe pause it and practice all over again and over again. And yes, and if you need any further help, you can contact Michelle on our website. And every information is in the show notes of this episode. You can just click on them and book a, sh- a section to get more explanation and to learn more about about this. This this is so beautiful. It's so so beautiful. Well, yeah. I, I would still love to to dig deeper into your book. Like as yeah. I said earlier, um, chapter seven of the book. Like if if no one knows what chapter seven is, you have to get the book to to know what chapter seven is. But I would say it's about you know you, you wrote about you know embracing our light, our dark, and sh- shade of gray, and um you, you, you have to do this in order to to gain freedom from guilt and shame, and also to reclaim our power as understood. So, but for for us to do this, I understood that we are, or I understand that we have to do some shadow work exercise. And um, this is also related to like mirror mirror walk or mirror talk. <laughs> and this sounds so interesting to me because this podcast is called Mirror Talk Podcast. So can you can you explain this to me? Can you explain this um, shadow work exercise to me? What's it about? How does it work? What are the steps to it? So there are, there are multiple techniques to hmm. to do your shadow work, but regarding the mirror one, um, as we talked about earlier with with. Um, kind of embracing the physical things we like about ourselves is so yeah. easy. But when we look into the mirror and go deeper into our soul, you know, if you think about it, when we look in the mirror in the morning and we're having a bad day, we see that in our face, in our eyes. Mm-hmm. And the outside world may not, but we know things about ourselves and we can see that. So yeah. the shadow work with the mirror is going, diving into that depth of the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Of Or... It, like imposter syndrome, for example, and that we think that we're, you know, that we're just faking it in the world and everybody sees another side of ourselves. So the shadow work is going into those places where we think we're not enough or we're not Mm -hmm. good enough or that we don't like about ourselves and sitting with it Mm. and finding, sometimes it's about finding the source of where it came from and giving forgiveness to that time, space, or person. And other times it's about embracing our inner child and literally imagining that we're seeing our inner child in that mirror and loving that person, that little person that didn't deserve whatever happened to them or what mean things were told to them that they believed that we still believe. Yes. Well, um, can't that be dangerous or you know i mean going to those dark places or you know as it says shadow can't um sometimes i feel like oh we could feel trapped in that you know that era or that moment of our lives you know when we visit all those um unfavorable conditions or situations that we had to experience in the past um it could you know dig, dig up some things that we've buried for so long and um yeah are there like you know ways to ensure that we i wish to visit those situations or those moments or those people in our lives sit with them and come out, you know, better and stronger um, without being, you know, worse than ever before than when we forgot about everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy for us to believe that, well, you know what it is? It's fear. So Mm. when we let fear rule, right. When we go into it with fear, 
it does feel like it can hurt us all over again. Yeah. But when we go into it with love and compassion, like I, you know, with the want to heal, I really want to heal. I, I loved myself. I want to love myself more mm. that when we do that and sit with it, that whatever that thing is of the past, it truly can't hurt us anymore mm. when we, when we come in it, come at it with love and uh, compassion. So yes. it's, it's a, it's a hard path. That's mm. why it's in chapter seven and not chapter one, <laughs> um, but it is, it is doable. It really is doable that we can look at the darkest places of ourselves and and be safe doing that Mm. and come out of it um, a little bit lighter and brighter. There's a movie that this character, um, he doesn't like himself and Mm. he meets a, a young lady that likes him and he doesn't feel worthy and Throughout the movie, he has to keep doing these things to prove himself and and prove himself to prove himself to himself. He mm. thinks he's proving himself to her. Um, and by the end, there's this moment where he has to kind of um, battle himself, like wow. this this like ego part of himself. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what shadow work is. It's almost like going in and what we in this present body, mind, soul, self, we we think it's ugly or we don't like it about ourselves. Yes. And then we go in and realize that's not really the true me. Mm-hmm. Or that that part of me is just scared or sad and needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and that again, like I said, coming at it with with an open heart and love and compassion makes it not so scary. And Mm. we can't, again, negative things and dark things can't hurt us when we come at it with that love. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because I was was about to ask you, like, you know, some people could say, um, it's my past already. I don't want to revisit it. And what's the benefits? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine and okay right now. Why should I, you know, um, revisit my past or dig out what I've buried for a long time? Well, you, you said it already. It helps us become better. It helps us, you know, um, fight, um, you know, become aligned with ourselves, I guess, I, I believe. And also back to the title of your book, Old Space for Our Own Healing. Healing from the things that we thought we are, we are free from already, but it's still hurting us or could still come back to haunt us also. And it, yeah. yes, and it's all time. Like... We don't have to like fight all our battles at once. It's Mm. just that there are honestly, our past will keep coming back around Mm. until we're ready to deal with it. And it usually gets louder and louder each time. I like to say, even for me, the writing thing, even though that's not necessarily a negative, it kept coming around and coming around. And then at some point it feels like somebody did that to me and I'm like, okay, I will do it now. So our past comes back around again until we're ready. So like trauma, we can't go all the way to the bottom of the trauma if Mm. we're not ready. Um, Just like with people who dissociate and they disconnect from something that happened to them, they have no memory of it. That is a protective defense mechanism. And that is a healthy one. Mm. A lot of people think of it as negative. Like, why can't I remember? Our body has checks and balances to protect us. It's the same thing with shadow work. Our body, mind, and soul will never let us go deeper than we're ready to go, Mm -hmm. that we're ready to handle. So it's, it doesn't, it is scary. I'm not going to deny that it can be scary, but when we know that we, that thing can't hurt us now, that there is a little bit more uh, bravery and going in and dealing with it. Mm, wow. And people that are suffering from, you know, PTSD and anxiety, for example, could it be useful to them also, like, you know, doing some shadow work to reduce anxiety or to, you know, get, get healing from PTSD? Um, I don't think it's, it's great at reducing anxiety. It's not like one of those go-tos 
quick things. There are other yeah. things in the book and other techniques. Um, but it is, it is a healthy thing to move forward out of the trauma and the triggers. And okay. it's not, you know, triggers exist possibly throughout our lives. But when we do the deeper shadow work, it has less intensity over time because we're, we can catch ourselves in the trigger and, and kind of talk ourselves down from that. Like, I'm safe now. This experience is a very long time ago. It is not now. The experience I'm having right now is not threatening or as threatening. And I am safe in my body. I'm safe in my mind. I'm safe in my soul. Mm. and and be okay yes yes which is also good which is also very important you know to let go of those triggers and trauma yes yes mm -hmm. but can, can you explain some of these um techniques that could be used to reduce um, anxiety or to heal um ptsd also that that your book yes so um there there are a bunch of of techniques so um for someone who has anxiety or is in a trigger and this is, I'm not a psychologist or social worker, but um, these are ones that I've used. These are ones that a lot of them use. <laughs> and um, it's using our five senses. So the way they like to say is name five things you see, four things you hear, and, and it goes on and on. But I, I don't like to do the number thing because then it can get more stressful. Like <laughs> I'm not hearing five things. So I just like to say, use all of your senses. Look around something that is comforting that you see, right? Yes. Um, listen and find something comforting that you hear. Like maybe it's a baby laughing. Maybe it's a bird chirping. Something, take a deep breath in, something comforting that you smell, mm. right? And maybe taste doesn't always work. Usually the smell and the taste can go together. And mm. then there could be something around you that you feel. So it might be, you know, the fabric on your shirt or, or rubbing the back of your head feels comforting to you, right? Mm -hmm. That yes. there are different things that we like to feel or like playing with the ring, right? <laughs> that mm -hmm. there's different things that can be comforting. So it's about finding your comfort because comfort is like, um, like a, a really good hug or a really warm, cozy blanket that we like, right? Yeah. It brings us yes. into a brings things inward to feel safer mm. um, yes. rather than feeling very open and exposed. So mm. it's just going through the actual senses to bring yourself back as well as breath. Like that breath that I mentioned earlier can also be used to bring yourself back in or mm. literally giving yourself a hug and just holding yourself tight yes. as you breathe Yes, to feel like I'm in my body. I'm, Right now, I'm safe in my body. Nobody can penetrate this. Nobody can <laughs> hurt this. I'm okay. Yes. Um, wow. Yes. And that gives you some, you know, assurance. And as you say, like comfort could be a form of hug. Like you, you feel, you feel like yes, I am safe. I am, I'm secure. I mean, that's why there's these these beautiful now tools that we have out in the world, like weighted blankets, mm. or they have the stretchy like suits that you could wear that feels like a hug, right? Because yes. these techniques really work that they make us feel like we're hugged, right? Mm. And some of us may not have gotten enough hugs in childhood. And that's part of why the world feels so scary. So it is really helpful. Even your own hug to yourself um, can be comforting. That's true. Or get a very big teddy bear and just hug it all the time. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Or like petting your cat and your dog. Like those, mm -hmm. they, it's, it is comforting to people. This is why it does help us bring our heart rate down and our blood pressure down because yeah. it is a sharing of compassion and love and, and care, like sharing space. Yes. Like they're yeah. holding space for us when they come sit down with us when we're crying or we're, you know, nervous. We're mm. sick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from everything you shared right now already, it's, already, it's, a, it's enough proof to say that your book is a very wonderful tool. It's filled with so much, you know, practical habits, practical tools that we could use to, you know, 
tackle all life problems or maybe not all life problems but the major life problems that we could be having like you know when anyone is having anxiety or ptsd or trying to you know um fight some past traumas or having some pains and having some troubles one could just read the phrases one could read the the, um the words the quotes and everything and you know feel better get that hug that that you deserve and to feel safe and also just push forward in order to heal and in order to love yourself even more that that's so wonderful so as, it, as once once more just just as a reminder the books on on, on amazon it's at um bands and nobles also is on um ingram spark also and you don't have to search online you could just click on the link in the show notes of this episode and just get to um michelle's website and get all the necessary links to any outlet that is favorable to, to you that would be so awesome so I also know you are you are a med, um, meditation and mindful and um, mindful um, facilitator also, and I would love to, you to you know give me some tips on mindfulness. Like, can you share? You know, in this world where we have so much of distractions and a lot of things burning our mind or fighting for our attention, like, can you share some tips that could help us be more mindful despite all the distractions? Sure. Well, some of them I already shared, like that the breathing and using our senses, right? Mm. Yes. that um that that can help with with um being more mindful and getting more grounded and centered but mm-hmm. also um you know doing your own um closing the eyes and just using your other senses to to kind of find your space mm-hmm. in the world um some people closing eyes can feel unsafe so just kind of like lowering your eyes and just looking down at the floor and looking at one thing or using just your eyes as your sense and, and focusing on something, you know, really far away or something colorful or pleasant, kind yeah. of like <laughs> when, um, when women are in labor, mm-hmm. uh, it's encouraged to have a focal point, like to do that can help, um, help you, just concentrate on one thing. And that's mindfulness and meditation go hand in hand that a lot of people think my meditation is this thing. And we imagine people sitting with their legs crossed and being really still and super Zen and chill. And it's not always how it is. It could be um, a walk outside, you know, Mm -hmm. getting outside and smelling the leaves as they're changing or um, the, you know, the rain coming or, the grass was just mowed. Those kind of using your senses out in the world yes. can help with mindfulness. Um, I actually really like um, moving meditation or mindfulness out in nature because nature helps us stay grounded. Yes. And when we're grounded, we feel safer in the world. Mm. Is that what you refer to as a nature healing in your book also? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. That's in chapter one, I, I believe, somewhere up there. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a big yes. fan of like, yeah, I'm a tree hugger. I like to like, you know, <laughs> yes. let the trees help us uh, with grounding. And and um, in in my opinion, in in energetic terms, we are somewhat like trees. You know, yeah. we we need water. We need sun. We need each other. Right. Mm. So trees have this network and they connect to each other. We do need each other. We are social beings. So when we even if we can't feel safe in a group of people or Mm. because of, you know, COVID or or even anxiety or trauma, we can get out in nature and be communal with the trees and the animals out there and things like that. Yes. Wow. This has been so awesome. Like I know there are a lot of people who love to, you know, work with you, connect with you and, you know, try to find more information or find more, um, you know, answers to your questions that we are not able to cover in one hour of this podcast episode already. So what's the best way to, to work and connect with you? So I am, um, there's my website, of course, um, yes. email, uh, message i'm on instagram as well at my reiki healer is a great way for anyone to get in touch with me um that's pretty much it and then like you said i want to also mention that the book is available internationally you can pretty much ask any bookstore to order it for you i made sure that it was available in that way through ingram spark so that you could do that and yes. and my illustrator of the cover, the cover artist, is from Germany. So oh, awesome. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. That's awesome. So, and, and I actually found her on Instagram. So it wow. was, uh, it was really a good fit. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere. The other thing I wanted to mention is with the purchase of the book, I am offering all the meditations there. Are, um, I think it's nine meditations in the book and mm. I have the audio, I recorded them so that they could be guided meditation. Cause I'm not a fan of reading meditations in book and trying to meditate. Meditation yeah. is hard enough. So mm. I recorded them so that way you could just download them and listen. You can read along if that is good for you, but to just listen so you can just enjoy it and just be. So anyone who buys the book, if you sign up for the email list or just shoot me an email, I can send you the link to download the meditations, including you, Toby. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. Like, I'll encourage everyone to, to buy the book. I'm also, I'll try to get a copy of the book myself so I could also read everything in much more better and you know deeper details and also yes get the benefits of you know from your life experiences and every all the tools and all the um tips and yeah wonderful insight that you've placed in the book thank you so much i really appreciate this thank you toby wow you made it to the very end of this episode thank you so much for listening i'm grateful for your time your love and your contributions subscribe like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.